morning, everybody. Welcome to the WIP Morning Show on this Friday morning, the 30th of December. Yes, the final WIP Morning Show of the calendar year. John Johnson in for Angelo. We do have other roster changes to close out the year. Uh, no uh, uh, Al Morgani, no Rhea Hughes, but to my right, your left, the one and only Barrett Brooks. What's up, Barrett? Yes, the inmates are now running the asylum. <laughs> we have taken over for the last time of the week. So Barrett uh, in Brooks 2020. is here. Yeah, 22, man. So, Two- yeah, let's rock, man. Let's rock. I can't wait. So, Joe Where's Weck Angelo? is not- oh, No, no, no. Angelo's <laughs> not here. In fact, Angelo's not even coming in on Monday. How dare he? He'll be back on Tuesday. <laughs> Kyle Quinn is in for Joe Wechter. Nick Capola, one of our newest producers, filling in for Ava Graham. We have one hell of a show planned for you to wrap up this Friday and wrap up the calendar year. Uh, Anytime we're lucky enough to have Barrett in studio, we get to pick his brain as someone who actually played the game, unlike 95% of the people who work here at WIP, myself included. What's his level of concern with Jalen Hurts, with Lane Johnson? Will the Saints be a cakewalk like so many callers have predicted? Is there any concerns he has no one has mentioned? We have a ton to get into, Barrett. Yesterday. Um, on NFL Network, oh, it was announced by one of the NFL Network analysts. The Eagles are going to be one and done in the playoffs, Barrett. Yeah, man, I, I heard that. And, and once I'm going you know, to say, wrong, wrong <laughs> again. Come on, one and done. I mean, you kidding me? We're the best team in the NFL at this point. Uh-huh. Regardless of the loss to Dallas, it still doesn't change the fact that we have players, man. We didn't have our fearless leader out there. Say what you want to say. Dallas only beat us because Dak Prescott – played a perfect game. He you did. hear me? He played the game of his life. In fact, he might have played so well that he's going to play terrible for, you know, for the next couple <laughs> of games. He played I mean, unbelievable. He went 19 for 19 after that interception. Yeah. I mean, he yeah. was run, he actually ran this last game um against the Eagles. He you know, he scrambled out of the pocket. He never does that anymore. They played the perfect game and only beat us by six points. Get out of here, man. Well, we're gonna you're gonna hear the audio from said NFL Network analyst, who is a former player, by the way, not a very good one, but somehow has grown to fame on NFL Network of all places. We'll get into that. We are going out with the best of the best, according to uh, producer Kyle Quinn. For those who do not know Barrett. Kyle there, he is the executive producer for all things Joe Conklin here at WIP. So anytime you hear a Joe Conklin bit, a song, the the product, outside of Conklin's voice, it's all put together by Kyle. So no one knows Joe Conklin better than Kyle Quinn. And uh, we announced this last Friday, and we began the countdown last Friday, Joe Conklin's top ten of the calendar year. And we ran ten through six last week today at the bottom of every hour. And we'll do it twice in the 9 o'clock hour. Joe Conklin's top five of 2022. And we'll look back at what six through ten were, just at least in name, because some of them were excellent, and I questioned some of Kyle's judgment because they could have been a top three. (laughs) Uh, But we're going to hear Joe Conklin each and every hour. We have prizes to give away. A variation of winners and weasels. We'll get into that in just a few moments. But, Barrett, I would like to begin with a variety of questions, and we'll see where this conversation goes. When your team is 13-2, and two, there's going to be a sense of arrogance, right? I mean, you're the best team in the NFL. I get it. From the fan base. I'll start with the fan base, and there certainly is. Best team in the league. Having said that, I certainly don't want it rubbing off on the players in this day and age of social media. It's hard not to feel yourself when everybody's singing your praises. Um, we still do not know who's going to be the quarterback Sunday at the link. Officially, we don't know. Jalen Hurts returned to the practice field yesterday. 
uh, at, which was at the link because the Novacare complex was apparently still frozen over a little bit, so they moved it to the link. He was a limited participant dealing with a shoulder, a shoulder sprain, strain, whatever the official diagnosis that they gave was. It's the first time he's practiced since the Bears game. Um, good stretch of just hanging out, recovering before limited participant yesterday. Nick Sirianni will speak later this morning. Maybe we'll get a sense or something official as to who the quarterback's going to be on Sunday. But I suppose my point, Barrett, I, I don't believe I have spoken to a single Eagles fan this week who has any concerns, any, going into Sunday. And I, I, I understand the record of the two teams. Barrett, as a former player, more knowledgeable and insight than we'll ever have. Do you have any concerns going into Sunday's matchup against the Saints? I, I don't have a concern. I, what, I, what I will say is, it's every, any given Sunday. And, you know, mm. we do have a couple key issues as far as health that, you know, factor into us going out there and playing. Now, we're talking about a Saints team that, you know, they're inept at, at the offensive side of the ball. We all know that. But defensively, they still have some horses. They still have guys that fly around, make plays, and they're starting to get a little bit healthier. They just beat a Cleveland Browns team, you know, that – they should they shouldn't have beat. I mean, it's the first game that they've had out that they've won outside of a dome. Yeah. All year. Yeah. I mean, so you can't just sleep on anybody. You know, the Saints are still a wounded team, a deadly team, and they can always come back and bite you. So you know that's the biggest thing. But I mean, when you look at it on paper, we should be totally dominant over them. I mean, Chris Olave's hurt. He's their best receiver right now. They don't have really anybody. That can um, that that can cover our wide receivers. Uh, mm. You know, running back. They do have Alvin Kamara. He's a good player, but he's just playing a good player. He should be a great player. Yeah. They paid him as such. You know, and he hasn't played well. Um, they're 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 starting left. Um, they're starting left guard right now. Um, he's not. I don't think he's playing. He's going to be out. You know, okay. is, You know the you know local kid from Camden. He's out right now. And they got Andy Dalton as their starting <laughs> quarterback. Andy Dalton, come on, man. Now, Even hold though on he's a undefeated against us, yeah. it's Andy Dalton, He man. seems to like playing the Eagles for whatever reason because he hasn't lost to them, and it's only a few games. That doesn't mean anything, though. Now, uh, None whatsoever. Now, uh, uh, now, do you have, I mean, you know, I mean, again, we're all on the outside looking in at this point in time, uh, but do you get a sense at who you think will be the quarterback of the Eagles on Sunday? Like right no. now, based on what we know, what would you lean towards? Would you I, still I would lean? lean? I would lean towards Gardner Minshew. You still. would, yeah, I would lean towards him because you know they should beat this team, but they should have beat Dallas. They were a better team than Dallas, even with Gardner Minshew being the quarterback. Hence, mm-hmm. we had four turnovers and still only lost by six points, two field goals. We should have drove down and won the game. I mean, we talk about the fumble, but you know, all things being equal, we are a much superior team. Than the Saints team. Yes, there's a lot of parity in the NFL right now, but Howie's done a great job of getting guys in positions that you know are, are, are you know very noteworthy as far as being good players, really good players. Yeah, their big thing is they like to run the ball. We now have run stoppers. They run this wildcat with Taysom Hill and you know those guys. <laughs> you know we, we we can play those type of gadget plays. I'm just looking forward to seeing us play a a, a super physical game. We get out there unscathed. Now I. Mike, I, I do have some concerns. It's not terrifying concerns. I know the record of the two teams. I know the Eagles should win. But if if Gardner Minshew is your starting quarterback, and he certainly was good enough against Dallas, even though he made some mistakes, but I, 
I don't know why anybody's – I'm not complaining because he's his first start of the year. He is the backup quarterback. He's not going to be super crisp. He's going to have some rust to shake off. He's going to make mistakes. Not having Lane Johnson worries the hell out of me. Because now, I mean – As it should. As I, it should. But, I mean, there is a sense of confidence, Barrett, that I get from one and all. Jack Driscoll, plug and play. We're good to go. <laughs> we, we, we'll be good to go <laughs> because I have a lot of faith. And, and, and Shane Steichen, a lot of faith in Do him. Do you really? Yeah, I have a lot of faith in him being able to go out and really, you know, customize an offense around, the, you know, the, the guys that he has out there. You have to understand that you can't run the same place. At no point was Dallas fearing Garner Minshew turning a corner on him in a run play. Yeah. I mean, they didn't have – with Jalen Hurst, they know he's going to turn that corner. But they didn't have that. You know, you see him getting run down from the back and, you know – that's what you get with Garner Minshew. When you have Jalen Hurst, that's just another side that you have to think about. You know, it just makes the whole um, the whole offense run right. But he did formulate an offense that generated 355 yards of passing offense. Now, how much of an upgrade? This is like the combination of all these put together. Not having Lane Johnson, which we'll get into him attempting to play through this uh, abductor tear. Um, not having Lane Johnson, having to make suitable adjustments. I imagine Dallas Goddard, who should have been more involved in the second half last week, is going to be used so much as a blocker now in this game. The Saints' defense is vastly superior, maybe isn't the right words to use, but much better than Dallas' defense. The yes. Dallas' defense, right? Yes, yes. I think they're ranked, they're ranked second in passing okay. uh, defense. Uh, yes, so, uh, 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 that's, that could be an issue. Well, they can rush the passer. That's one thing they can do. That's why I say it's not going to be a walk in the park because we're going to try to – throw the ball against us. That's what we do. That's what they like to do. That's what Garner Minshew um, wants to do mm-hmm. from an offensive standpoint. But defensively, you know, Cameron Jordan is still a good player. Hence, you know, that's why Jordan Malata have his hands full on the left side. Yeah. Um, when you do have Jack Driscoll on the other side, they're going to focus on maybe creating some key matchups against him. Right. And Shane Steichen is going to have to call a totally different offense that he called uh, even on – even on uh, with Garner Minshew on – on um, what was it Saturday? On Christmas Eve, yeah. yeah. On Saturday, totally different offense now. Not just because we don't have Jalen Hurts, or we could possibly not, or will I? I don't know where they're at. Yeah, this, but yeah. You have to call a different offense because you can't allow the the Saints to really use that part of the field now. You know they're gonna yeah. have to, they're gonna they're gonna blitz from that side. They're gonna try to create matchups. You know they're gonna try to put one on one with their um with um was it Granderson Carl mm-hmm. Granderson. And and Marcus Davenport, they're going to try to create matchups there. I mean, they're going to mm. they're going to be you know pushing each other out the way, trying to line up over Jack Driscoll. He's not Lane Johnson, right? So you're going to allocate you know resources to 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 stopping that. So you have to slide the protection. You didn't have to do that when you had Lane Johnson. You're going to have to run the upper side. You know, you'd have to go to that left side and, and run you know behind Dickerson and, and and more so run behind Jordan Mailata as opposed to going out, you know, and being able to run behind Lane Johnson and say Amalu. Yeah, those are things that people don't think about, but you have to think about those because now you have to make sure you have people there on that side to help them, a, a chipper, uh, a tight end staying in a little bit, um, you know, bringing the line, shifting the line over. Those are things you have to worry about when you have Jack Driscoll on that side. Well, I, there's something i got to get in with you, Barrett, that it kind of fits the conversation we're about to have. Two one five five nine two nine four nine four. I would love to hear from everybody this morning. In your opinion, who well, – we know that Jalen Hurts was a limited participant yesterday. In your opinion, who should start at quarterback on Sunday? Do you have any concerns going into this Saints game? Um, I, I'll get to the prizes in just a moment. 
But, Barry, this is why I, I – the primary reason I bring this up. So, uh, when the Eagles got out to this wonderful, unexpected start and now season that they're having, the NFL's last remaining unbeaten team, I, I, was, I started to think, I'm like, man, like, you know, how many times has in the NFL in the last, I don't know, let's say this century, uh, since the turn of the century, teams who – the last remaining unbeaten team, how has their season come to a close? Because I'd have to imagine at least half of them ended up winning the Super Bowl. I looked it up. The last remaining unbeaten team has not won a Super Bowl since 2006. Yes. 2006! <laughs> and it was, the, it was the Colts. So then I'm like, all right, well, what, what happened? How, how, did this, how did they fall short? Uh, injuries certainly play a factor with many of them. But something else that became uh, kind of very common, predictability. And what I mean is, although the talent was there, um, as a result of the success that so many of these teams had in the regular season, they became the coaching staff became married to certain schemes or play calling, and were convinced no matter what, you know, we're too talented, and with this particular play calling and scheme, we will end up on top. And they never made the proper adjustments or never made them in time, and in many of those cases, they ended up becoming one and dones in the playoffs because they were so married to certain schemes, the coaching staff, not, not the talent, that they fell short. Is that a concern at all of yours, Barrett Brooks? Because it is mine. Well, you know, I, 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 last time the Eagles in, uh, lost the Super Bowl was, was the 2004-2005 season. Yes. And if you remember that time, you know, it was a really good Steelers team. I was a part of that team. We actually went 15-1 and one during the regular season. Oh, yeah. A rookie quarterback uh, in Ben Roethlisberger. He was Ben Roethlisberger, baby. He wasn't Big Ben uh, at that point. Right. And we did become com- predictable because we <gasps> had to, we, we had to, you know, kind of hide his inefficiencies, you know, out there as a quarterback. You know, that's why we ran the ball so well. So people just, you know, clogged up the box. And, yes, we had Jerome Bettis, you know, three yards on cloud of dust. We had, you know, good players back there, Deuce Staley. It just wasn't enough to get us past. Uh, who you know, not, who knocked the, you guys out? The Patriots. We lost in the championship game to the Patriots. Eventually, you know, won us of the Super Bowl. Right. Well, that that was it. But this offense here, this this coaching staff here, is so unpredictable. You know, and, and that's mm. that's the difference between this team and a lot of other teams. Yes, they have the talent, but they also have the unpredictability. Going in even each week, they don't run the same thing. Right. They have. You know, they, they can beat you in so many ways. It's almost like a chameleon type of offense because you can you can go out there, you can throw the ball with Jalen Hurts, you can run the ball with Jalen Hurts, you can have read options. You They can beat you in so many ways, a myriad of ways that, all right, pick, you know, we might have a quarter, but we might have 250 yards rushing and only have 120 yards passing because we can have that dynamic with Jalen Hurts being back there. It can go the exact opposite. We can only have 80 yards rushing mm. but have 350 yards passing. They know how to really take advantage of what they want to do. Not necessarily take advantage of what the defense is giving them, but take advantage of what they want to do, what they feel is right. They don't go with the conventional wisdom, all right, this team can't stop the run, we're going to run the ball. They do what they want to do. They see something that they like, they go out and make sure they try to take advantage of it. But having said that, that's what worries me. Yeah, like the they, last, yes, the yes, last yes. two weeks in particular, like the Chicago game, sure, they won, they won. And not all the wins are going to be pretty. But they were so hell-bent on passing the ball in frigid, windy temperatures. Uh, and, you know, as a result, the, the offense sputtered through the first half. Ah, da, da. Yep, you're right. That's what worries me, that you become so married to the, what you, the, you know, 
avoiding maybe con, you know what the obvious is pointing out to you. So we're going to get into all that. We have winners and weasels. I know you're like, wait a minute. I listened to the morning show yesterday. Angelo had winners and weasels. Well, this is different. So we found out yesterday, Barry, when Angelo does this each and every, uh, it's usually on Fridays, but yesterday was his final uh, show of the week. Uh, the weasel of the week turned out to be Darius Slay for throwing a teammate under the bus as a team <laughs> captain. The winner of the week was Jim Gardner, at the ending a tremendous career with 6ABC, being that this is the final show of 2022. We are going to do a variation of that. However, unlike every other week, it will be completely open-ended. So jumping on early will be key in this. I would like to know from you, we would like to know, who was the winner of 2022 and who was the weasel of 2022. The winner of the year and the weasel of the year. And we have four awesome prizes we're giving away. I think this is how we'll do this because I didn't – I didn't talk to Cindy Webster about this beforehand. We're going to combine prizes. So the winner of the year will get a $50 gift card to Smash Burgers and some WIP swag, a WIP hat, T-shirt combo. And the weasel of the year is going to get a Concha Hawk and Brewing Company gift card and an Eagles T-shirt. 215-592-9494. The judges for said contest, I will decide weasel of the year, and Barrett will decide winner of the year. Perfect time to jump on board. Our time is 618. All right, 622. Welcome back. WIP Morning Show. John Johnson, Barrett Brooks. I forgot to mention, by the way, our wonderful guest list for this morning. At the top of the 7 o'clock hour, we'll be joined by John Stolness. Pick his brain about Eagles and a little Phillies, believe it or not, because there is some Phillies-related news. Top of the 8 o'clock hour, Ed Kratz, who does a brilliant job covering the Philadelphia Eagles. And then at the top of the 9 o'clock hour, uh, Inquirer and WIP's own Mike Sealski. Got to pick his brain about a variety oh. of things, including the, the sheer selfishness and arrogance of a player in this town putting out news on Christmas to, to put the focus on him rather than his team. And I'm going to talk to Barrett about that as well because it's, it's driving me up a wall. But, uh, Barrett, so how often <laughs> I, I shouldn't laugh. How often did you play through injuries in your career? There, well, you're never as healthy as when you go out there for the first day of practice in training camp. So, you know, just to think that you're going to be healthy throughout a season is, is, is ludicrous. Uh, the same injury, I'm going to say, I have had the same injuries everybody you're seeing. I've had those too. In mm. fact, in a two year span, I had the same injury Lane had. For like no. three times, the yeah, three times. Yes, yes. I mean, it, it. It. I slightly tore it twice. You know, but I mean, oh. it, it's it's something that you know you can play through. Very, very painful, and you have to have a high pain tolerance to play through it. But if there, anybody has a high pain tolerance, it'll be lame. Now, wait a minute. I didn't know you had this specific injury, the abductor tear, which that's like the inner hip, right? Is yes, that what it is? The groin. It's area. like right below the groin. Yeah. So and it know, wraps around. And as an NFL man, as a lineman. You're always in a squatting position, and that's the that's the muscle that that's the tendon that helps you pick your leg up and your kick step. Now, if it was on his post leg, mm. on his right side, you know, it was his post leg. I'm gonna say on the left side, his post leg. Yeah, it'd be easier to go through it because I tore one. I, I kind of you know slightly tore on my uh, right side, and I was playing left mm. tackle. But you know, with him, I'm I'm hoping it. You know, I don't know what side it's on, but. If it's on that that right side, that's his kick leg, you know, 
it's that's that's a tough injury to play through. But I mean, he's a tough guy anyways, man. He's a but, tough sob, bro. Well, what he, I mean, for what we hear, he's doing in in order to push off surgery is rehabbing to attempt to play in the playoffs. Yeah, can rehab do anything? Well, yes. I mean, rest and rehab will get you back. I mean, he he could if push came to shove. He could shove his way through this. Put it like that. Okay. Just from knowing Lane and how tough that dude is, he could get through it. But you know, you gotta you, you gotta put a number on it. You know, put it in perspective. A seventy-five to eighty percent Lane. Oh hell, I'll say a seventy percent Lane. Yeah. Is better than a Jack Driscoll at a hundred percent. Now, for for those who would will never experience something like this, having gone through it. On a you know on a pain scale of a one to ten, you're in a game. You have this tear, and you still have to give it your all. What what number pain on the pain scale would this probably feel like? Oh, every bit of a seven, eight. Mm. Yeah, man, this this is it's a painful injury, man. It'll, it'll make you it'll make you think. And, and the worst part is, you can shoot it up. You can you can you can take medicine to like you know. It'll still be there. Like, it'll still be like a a, a, a a pain that's there. Yeah. A numbing pain that's there. But you can play through it when you shoot it up. It's just the effects afterwards when that oh, pain medicine God. wears off. Oh, my goodness. This, I mean, this guy's going to be crying. He's going to be, you know, it's, it's going to hurt him. He's a tough dude, bro. He's a really, really tough dude to go through. I went through it because I wasn't that good. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I was not a perennial pro bowler, a guy that's going to probably have a gold jacket on. I just wasn't a – you know, he's he's one of those guys that, you know, he's all world. What, he has he, nothing to prove. Right, right. He's made he, a lot of money. He's won saying. a Super Bowl. So I told you, I told you, I had nickel and dime. I nickel and dime the league. I scratched my way through the league, you know, for a 12-year NFL career. So I wouldn't even say – I didn't even – the first time I did it, I didn't even say anything. I just oh, kept really? playing. Yeah, I just kept playing because, you know, I mean, if you're an older player, what do they need you for? If you can't practice, you can't go out there, then – they don't need you. They'll get rid well, of you. Well, this kind of leads into, like, in hindsight, I, I guess with, you know, thinking of Lane Johnson, were, were there times you clearly should not have played even though you did? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Like, I had – I literally had six diagnosed concussions. You know, talk about the stuff that two was going on down in Miami. Yeah. I had six diagnosed. But best believe just about, you know, every day I might have blacked out or, you know, hit, you know, something so hard. I mean, it, it's just the nature of the beast. Now, human body's barely meant to walk upright, let alone get run into. They say each time an offensive lineman hits a linebacker, you know, in, in the trenches is equivalent to a 20-mile-an-hour car wreck. Your body's not made to do that. You know, in a concussion, it's like you're bruising your brain. Right. So this is definitely a, a, a topic that, you know, People don't like to talk about, but it's a gladiator sport, man. And these guys are going out there just trying to be show dominance with each other. And you're going to have aches, pains, bumps, and bruises. Just like I said, you know, I was saying that Hurts probably could have played through that injury mm-hmm. if they absolutely need If it was the playoffs, he would have absolutely played. Well, it's funny you bring that up because it leads into our first Twitter poll question. Nick Capola in for Ava Graham this morning. Nick, what's our first Twitter poll question? All right, John Johnson, the Twitter poll question of the day is brought to you by Armin Chevrolet. Armin Chevrolet wishes all a happy and healthy New Year. Thank you to Delaware Valley for over 22 years of support. Find new roads to Armin Chevrolet. Who should have final say if Jalen Hurts can play on Sunday? Nick Sirianni, the team doctors, or Hurts himself? Oh, Barrett, question. Barrett, I turn to Great you, sir. Question. Come Sunday. We know that Jalen, according to Sirianni, pushed to play against the Cowboys. Having said that, he didn't practice the whole week. And yesterday was the very first time he practiced, albeit in a limited capacity. 
It's now Friday. We still have two more days before the game. We know he's going to push to play, but who should have the final say in this? You know what? I mean, one person that has everybody's interest in hand is is the head coach. He can save the player from himself, but he can also – the organization can also – press the issue or pull back on the issue, you know, because, you know, they're dealing with the future of the player, the playoffs and everything else. So you have two, two views in which you, you know, one guy really dictates and determines, you know, what would be the best thing for this team to go forward. And Mm -hmm. at that present time. So I I would have to say Nick Sirianni, you know, and his close relationship with the player, but also his close relationship with the GM. I think that he would probably be the best balance um, and understanding what the player needs Have to do. Have Sirianni make the call. Yeah, Sirianni probably be the guy that I would – because, I mean, you ask Jalen. Jalen's like, man, hell, I want to play. Right, well, this, Get this, me this, in well, the game. Well, here's the thing. Guys, hang on hold. Hang tight. I'm going to get to you in one second. Here's the thing, though, Barrett. I'm going to play – I'm going to play Jalen Hurts. And you're Nick Sirianni mulling this over and kind of making the decision that it's best if he sits another week. Coach, coach, I couldn't play against Dallas. I, I know we want to win a Super Bowl. I can win MVP. You don't let me play. Now there's no chance I'm going to win MVP. Well, you know, he doesn't think like that, so I can't even put my mind in, in a frame. But there's got to be like a no, with him, with a, him a is, hell of a bonus he to win to on a No, he would, say, he would say this. I, I got to help my guys. I got to go out there and play for my guys. You know, I, I, I think I can play right now, but I can help the guys. If I, if I don't think that I can play and play at a high level, then okay, you know, sit me down. But I think that I could play. So you would have to save him from himself because mm. he wants to play for his teammates. Now, if you say that, then Jalen Hurst, you know, I, you say yes. Jalen Hurst doesn't worry about the individual accolades. He's more so worried about the team itself. He's been screwed a lot during his, you know, NFL career. Sure. So he has a whole different mindset and frame uh, of reference on how he approaches things. So Jalen Hurst is more of a guy that's going to – a team-orientated guy, man. So if you said that – He's totally in the coach's ear, right? I bet he's probably watching film with Nick Sirianni right now trying to get ready for this game, and they're going to have to tell him, no, you can't play, and he's going to be pissed about it. But I think it's being in his best interest that they do. Okay. Let's go to the phone lines. Gary and Whitehalls on WIP. How you doing, Gary? Yo, what's up, Johnny? How you doing, Barrett? What's going on, boss? Oh, not too much. I just think uh, Jalen needs to play. Um, Ooh, please, please go on, Gary. Uh, it's, there's too much at stake. Number one seed, um, uh, better draft pick next year. I understand, you know, it, it, yes, it comes to me, it actually comes down to the, the team doctors. Um, if they see that he's physically capable of playing, that there won't be any more damage to that shoulder, um, other than being hit. Um, I don't see why there isn't any reason why he doesn't start. You know, uh, Gary, something you brought up there, which I haven't mentioned to Barrett yet. Uh, sure, maybe, you know, you would think that Gardner Minshew can lead them to a victory and clinch that number one seed, but any given Sunday, right, things can happen. And the Saints have everything to play for as well. They're not as talented, but, you know, the commanders aren't nearly as talented as the Eagles, and they handed the Eagles their first loss. Barrett, um, the front office actually has extra motivation for Hurts to play in this game if they are not 100% confident that they can win without him. Because of that, getting that Saints first round pick, that could be end up being a top seven pick. Right. Well, you know what? I mean, I hadn't thought about that probably since the last, you know, in the last two weeks, because it, you know, it, it was after you know he ran like his his his, his tenth run play that I started <laughs> thinking, well, you know, we we might get this kid hurt, and then all of a sudden, bam, yeah, it happens. But I mean, it's it's that has a lot to do 
where things, you know, even people don't really think it is, but it has a lot to do with decision-making because that, that pick right there could determine how far they go next year and, and, and you know, years in, into the future. Them beating the Saints is something that, you know, how we might be thinking about a little bit. I throw the major emphasis is them, you know, locking up that number one seed. You don't want to go into a division game. Uh, with the implication that you know you could be you know you can lock up the you know the the whole you're right conference. right right you don't want to go into a division game like that you know we've seen the some final game against happen. the Giants yeah I mean, how many times have you swept the Giants you know that's oh. tough you know what I mean so yeah. um in that in that way in that incentive I I would love for Jalen Hurst to play I do too I would I would think that also mm. Gary you get first crack at this I need from you either the winner of the year or the weasel of the year. Uh, before I give you my uh, my choice, there, mm-hmm. are you feeling any are you feeling any different from the other day? Now that Jalen, I mean, I know it was only a limited practice, but he did practice. Yeah, I mean, Barrett, I don't know how you felt about uh, you know, the the extent of Hertz's injury, whether it was precautionary or something more. But the fact that he was a limited he was a limited participant yesterday, as opposed to a full participant, does that speak that it's a little bit more extensive than maybe? Just the, you know, what they had labeled it as strained shoulder? I mean, I talk to people. I don't call them sources. I talk to, you know, I talk to friends. And um, if he had to play, he could have played. Okay. You know what I'm saying? If he had to, absolutely had to play. Now, the results of him playing, you know, might not have been as impressive. But, I mean, you know, just the simple fact he finished the game, I just goes to show where he was and how he was feeling at the time. But, man, it, it, we're talking about it's going to be a sunny day, man. It's going to be like 60, 60 degrees. 60 degrees. Beautiful so, day. You know, you, you you would love to have him in those type of circumstances playing on grass. You know, it, I mean, this is this is huge. This is big, and it's a huge and big game, and he's going to want to play. Uh, would I play him? I, I, you know, with Jalen Hurts, I'm 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 kind of on the fence, man. I'm really mm. on the fence. All right, Gary, what do you got, winner or weasel for me? Uh, I'm going to go with weasel, Johnny. Okay, the, the weasel, weasel of the weasel, year my, is who? My weasel of the year is, is definitely Mr. Ben. I don't want to play Simmons. Wait now, hold on, man. I'm trying to think. Was it? It wasn't this calendar. Was it this calendar year he was traded? I guess it was. Yes. It's been a long year. Holy cow! Was it? The, I guess it was it this year. It was this year. It yeah, the deadline. Right, right. Yeah, because the, the, the year went longer. Yep. Hang in there, Gary. Ben Simmons, the weasel of the year. Why wow, you forget, man? That feels like. Like it's like a, it's almost like a repressed memory, like because it, it was so bad, bro. At this point, last last well, this point um, was that this year? year. I guess I it, think was. it was this year. We were thinking this guy would never play basketball again. Yeah, we thought his psyche was gone. I mean, like you could have put, you know, it, it, his his heart in our in our hand. We could have just crushed it. And he'd have just been done, man. It it, it was. It's been a lot of things happen this year that were crazy, crazy. You man. know what's uh, Barrett? Have you ever had a let's say a teammate? who I don't want to say fits the category of Ben Simmons mentally, because Ben Simmons is just one of the most entitled players I've ever covered. Absolutely, absolutely. But someone who has such is so gifted athletically, but for whatever reason, that one, that one aspect was never fully unlocked that would make them you know, a top-tier player in the league. I've been around a bunch of players like that. In fact... You know what? I, I, I've come, you know, throughout my, you know, many years in the NFL and just being around people that have been great, you know, been around greatness. They usually have something in them that is wrong, that's right. I mean, it's, they have something in mm. them. They can go past a threshold that many of us who are just common people can't, you know, go through. They can push their way through things because they have a little niche, you know, a little something that's wrong with them. 
You know what I'm saying? Like a little bit of something that allows them to be great. Right. And and we'll stop at a point, but they can push through that and keep going. Sometimes that can be negative. Sometimes it can be positive. I tell some people all the time, look, man, some of the worst people in the world, if they use their superpower for good, they would be one of the greatest superheroes because they're allowed, yeah. they allow themselves to get past that point. Use it for good. So it's when you work with people like that, it's different, man, you know, because they think differently from everybody in the world. Like most, you know, entrepreneurs and, and, and most, uh, you know. Yeah, these are know, the one percenters. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. musicians are all the same way. They're gifted in this aspect because they can push past something to make them great musicians. Isn't that know? wild how it works? I mean, it, sometimes sometimes you're just you're you're born with a very everybody's born with some unique gift, but the ability to unlock that and sometimes it's through tragedy or just right, some right. you know some Mental person capacity, who unlocked yeah. it for you. Yep. It's 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 uh, it's just wild to think about. Zach in Jersey's on WIP. Hey Zach. Hey, how you guys doing? Doing good, Zach. Yeah, I wanted to talk about uh, Jalen Hurts and the Saints game coming up. By all means, Zach. So, uh, let me. Do you have any concerns going into Sunday? I mean, obviously, there's going to be a little bit of concern coming up with the injury and the shoulder sprain. How um, he's going to recover from it? But I honestly think that if he feels ready and he thinks he can go, I'd say that he should play. He said that last week. Yeah, <laughs> he didn't tell him that last week. No, and that's what that's kind of what we've been discussing, Zach. Like we know that, I mean, at least as Sirianni described, he went to him and said, "I want to play," and they wouldn't allow him to. And he practiced for the very first time yesterday, but he was a limited participant. So I, today will be a big day. But again, even if he practices today, it's only two practices before a simple walkthrough on Saturday, and then a game on Sunday. Right. Uh, well, even the way I see it is even if he plays just a half, that's a huge step forward rather than not playing at all. Uh, I mean, then you're playing, you're, you're, you know, now you're playing with, uh, I don't know, dynamite or whatever because you're, or you're rolling the dice because if it's a close game at halftime, you're not just going to arbitrarily say, all right, you played a half, have a seat. You got to wrap up the number one seed. You're either all in or not with him. Plus it offers a line. You got to think about that now. Plus the line. Zach, you got a winner yeah. or weasel of the year for me. So I do – I have both, actually. All right, you can't give me both. I need whatever you believe is your best one. I think I have a weasel. Okay, who's your weasel of the year? Jerry Jones from the Cowboys. Hmm, any specific reason? Well, considering he tried to give his team cheesesteaks right after this game. Oh, that's you know, that made me so – did you hear about this, Barrett? Yeah, man, this this, this – Dude, he's the worst. Hang in there, Zach. I want to fight him, man. I want to fight him so bad, bro. Settle down just a little bit. Having said that, I mean, like, he almost prevents them from ever winning because he meddles in everything. Like, he talks before the head coach does after a game. Who does that? That's ridiculous, man. Sometimes, you know, taking the back seat sometimes is good. He has never been that way, so they don't know any different. So to them, it's just normal. They, I mean, they don't even bat an eye to it now. You know what I mean? You used to think that you you would usually think like, all right, if a if an owner's doing that, it's totally killing this team. They're so used mm-hmm. to it, like, all right, well, Jerry's gonna do what Jerry does. Two one five five nine two nine four nine four. I see Sean and Glenn and Andrew and Joe. Gentlemen, hang tight. I promise gonna get to you on the other side. Winners and weasels of the year. All open ended. I do not have a suggestion for either or. Uh, Barrett at the end of the show is going to pick the uh, the winner of the year. I'm going to pick the weasel. So far, only suggestions for weasel, and that being Ben Simmons and Jerry Jones. On the other side, uh, in addition to more sports conversation. 
We're going to start Joe Conklin's top five of the calendar year, as uh, put together by Kyle Quinn, his executive producer. Where? What will number five be? We'll find out next. Our time six forty. All right, it's 643. Welcome back, John Johnson, Barrett Brooks. Final show of the calendar year. So, Barrett, I, I, I did not know that you had suffered the same injury that Lane Johnson is currently going through in that abductor tear. Um, I, did it cause, did it have, by playing on it, did it have long-term effects? Like, one, you ended up having it surgically repaired, I'm assuming? No, no. You did, did not. And I think that's why it would act up on me every once in a while when I was playing, you know. Um, I never received surgery on it, but good, like I said, man, I wasn't high up on the totem pole that they were thinking about, you know what I'm saying, fixing me. I would fix myself. Half the time when something would happen, I wouldn't say anything because when you're a backup, mm-hmm. and my last four years of my career were backup status, you know what I'm saying, I had to back up. Um, you don't want to say anything, man. It's, it's, it's like you like, all right, uh, I'll be cool. I'll get through this. Yeah, you know what I'm saying because you don't know. You know, you don't know what you don't know. Do you have? A, do you still have effects from it? Like now? Like do you ever get that like phantom pain or yeah, like I'm, random feeling? I'm not running fast enough. <laughs> I'm not moving fast enough for anything to pull. Just believe that. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't run that fast back then to pull something. You know, but let alone you know now. I'm, no, I'm. Uh, I, I I don't feel any effects of it. You know what I'm saying? But I mean. I guess when I was, you know, trying to, you know, stay in a little bit of shape probably five, six years ago playing basketball, every once in a while I'll, you know, have to, you know, sit back and think about if I really wanted to keep going or not. You right. Know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> it would definitely sit me down. But, I mean, this is a common injury. You know, a lot of uh, receivers get it, DBs get especially DBs because they back up a lot, a lot of change of direction. Those are things that, you know, are commonplace in the NFL. Um, it just, you know, it just happens that way that uh, your body just, you know, it, it, it pulls and, and, and turns in su- such a way that, you know, it happens. So they haven't uh, officially told anybody what they're going to do. The assumption is that Jack Driscoll will be playing right tackle. Right, right. Um, is that uh, is that the route that you would take? I'm no, surprised Andre Dillard not. wasn't. Oh, oh, oh please, absolutely please not. go on. I, I would have, you know, put my lot on the other side, you know, just because. This defensive line is pretty good for this, this Saints team. It's not like they don't have guys that can mix it up. They're pretty good, you know. And I'm one of the few to think that Dillard is good enough to go out there and you won't have to miss beat with him. You won't have to change the offensive scheme. You know, you could run exactly what you wanted to run. I think Dillard would do well going against Cameron Johnson. That will be a great battle, and I think he's going to want to go out there and play well because he's interviewing for 31 other teams. He wants to show people that he's sure. a good player. Yeah. Um, so I think he would play at a high level. So, And, you know, like I said, um, Granderson is a good pass rusher. Davenport's a good pass rusher. I don't necessarily think that I would put, you know, Driscoll there. Driscoll has been a serviceable player. He's been to Stoutland University. You know what I'm saying? He's he's majored there for, for a long time now. He's came in and spotted these, you know, guys left side and right side. But this, doesn't this end up <clears throat> probably resulting in assuming they, Driscoll just goes to right tackle? And Dallas Goddard being far more, uh, much, you know, being a blocker as opposed to a tight end? Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. But you're not going to call the same offense, you know. And, you know. I hope so. I hope the, not. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm worried gonna, they're going to come out, you know. That, that, that's one of my concerns with, with Shane Steichen. Like, I know this sounds weird to say they're 13-2, and two, but I don't want them to fall under that, that 
you know, that, that predictability uh, that so many others who had similar records at this point in the season, the fate they fell to because they were so he- – the coaches were so hell-bent on the way that they do things. I'm worried they're going to come out pass, 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 pass. Uh, and, you know, if you're New Orleans, you're focusing on that side and you're sending, you know, whether it's two guys, your best rusher, and trying to get to Minshew early. Well, you know what? <clears throat> Excuse me. Do you, to be honest, we we don't have that type of uh, play caller here in Philadelphia. We, you know, we're talking about a chameleon type of offense. They do whatever works, whatever they want to do, mm. which makes them different from a lot of, you know, guys. You know, most guys, we're, all right, schematically we're going to do this because we do this well. I've been around coaches that say, oh, are we going to run the same six plays, different variations of the same six plays, and that's it. You know, you stop us. We're going to be great at these plays. The Eagles are different. They can – they you know – they believe so much in their offensive line being dominant that they if they want to run the ball, they do it. If they want to pass the ball, they do it. They don't care about what the um, the opposite team is doing. They're going to do what they want to do. And, and and you're right. It's great to have the best offensive line, even without Lane Johnson, unfortunately. And they can run the ball effectively. Having said that, they they love to come out passing the ball. They absolutely do. This is a passing offense. And, but but that's in a way that's kind of my fear. I know it's the Saints, but it just it, at a certain point, you, if you put yourself in a hole, you may, you know, if you don't have all your starters, you may hit a point where you can't get yourself out of that hole. Well, yeah, yeah. So, Hence we the starting quarterback, hence the, the right tackle. So you're saying this, I need a heavy dose of Miles Yes, Sanders. please, please, <laughs> yes. And I, I think he wants to go out there and, 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 and vindicate himself and play at a high level from the past two weeks. You and know, no Quest Watkins. Well, <laughs> please, please, no more, no more slants to Quez Watkins. Right, right, right. Let him be the the third one, the third receiver, one trick pony. Just run. Well, hey, you know it worked for T. Y. Hilton. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I mean, he, that was his role for all these years. Yeah, that's his. That, you got to know your personnel. Um, I wouldn't even line him up in a slot if it wasn't a go route. He wouldn't be on the field. So you know that that's to me. You gotta you gotta play to your strength. Mm-hmm. I mean. Am I, going, am I saying Zach Pascal should have been running that route? Well, he would have been more effective running the route. But, you know, they'd have probably played it all together differently if it was him. You yeah. know, so, yeah. it, you know, it's, it's, it's hard as a coordinator to call plays and, and look at the personnel p- package you have out there and try to customize it to it. It's, it's tough, especially when bullets are flying, man. So, so, so he just got to get tougher at the point of attack. That's, that's, that's really what it is. Tough enough. So uh, yesterday, uh, Barrett, uh, doing the, the the morning show, I was in for Rhea. Uh, it was Rhea. It was my, myself, Angelo, and Ruben Amara Jr. And we were lucky enough to be joined in studio by one of the greatest Eagles fans there is. That would be Eagle Shirley, who's on the line. Good morning, Cheryl. Oh, good morning, everyone. John A. Barrett, I love you guys so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh my goodness! You know what? I was just telling Kyle. A lot of people don't realize, like. Uh, WIP, besides the Philadelphia Eagles, I love all my sports, Sixers, Flyers, Philly, but it's something about the family there at WIP. No matter which time or day of the hour, you know, I don't have time, you know, on this call, you know, call everybody out by name, but I appreciate you all, Rob, you know, um, everybody. I appreciate you all so much for allowing me to be Eagle Shirley or just be Shirley myself, you know, thanking you all for, you know, allowing you know, with Angelo, you know, uh, when I call in and we talk about my church, beloved St. John, mm-hmm. like that, the stuff like that to me is precious and I don't take it for granted. But y'all have so many fans, so many listeners that just love the, the, 
various things that Angelo have done over this 30-something years. So I don't want to take none of that for granted. And when I say thank you, I mean it. I tear up, you know, because I'm grateful and I'm humble and I I just love y'all. I watch y'all on TV. Barry, you doing your thing. You you, know, and and John, you just all over the place. All (laughs) y'all. I can just keep going on and on. But I just, I'm grateful and I'm thankful. And it's a new year can already come. And we're talking about our Eagles. What we need to do on Sunday with Jalen Hurts. I got my family from Alabama like, what's mm. going on? Why Jalen got hurt? Why are you not playing? <laughs> so I send them information as much as I can because they can't watch the games because, you know, they don't get to see them all the time. So, sure, you know, right. they got to. My uncle, like, I got the Reds on me, see, so they <laughs> Well, no, no, sure. Oh, oh sure. I got to ask you then. I, we, we, I know we talked about it a little bit yesterday with Angelo, but now mm-hmm. with Jalen Hurts practice yesterday, a limited mm-hmm. participant. Right. Nick Sirianni probably won't say much later today. I don't think he'll officially say anything. But, sure, let's say Sunday morning, Jalen Hurts goes to Nick Sirianni and says, Coach, I want to play. Sure, you let him play? He's playing. He's not going to tease nobody like that. Come on. He's playing. Mm. Listen, after that, after that, that I watched the Thursday night football game last night. Let's just say, you know, that <laughs> that young man did not get a lot of calls that the other quarterback got from Dallas. You're right. You know, and then yep. that right there, that's, that's horrible. You need to protect these quarterbacks at all costs. I don't care if they young rookies or they're not the favorite. They are still a quarterback or somebody else's football team that put them out there and hoping that they, you know, get the fair shot. So that – Anyway, okay, that was face tonight. <laughs> but, Barry, come on. I mean, I know y'all watch this game. Y'all looking at this gentleman Dobbs like, yo, he can slam. This one guy pushed him in the head like, man, get out. I look at this. this, this. I, Barrett, I don't think it's a bias anymore. It's very clear. The NFL would love for the Cowboys to make some noise in the playoffs. I hate every bit of it. I Bruh, hate it. I, 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 that's the worst part. I mean, I can, I can, I can deal with, you know, going out there and, and – you know, like I said, Dak played the perfect game. But mm. I, I just can't stand the cowboy nonsense, the cowboy rhetoric. Uh, right. You know, it, the rhetoric is, is, is ridiculous. I, I cannot stand uh, cowboy front runners, man. It's, 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 yeah. uh, it just gets on my nerves. I mean, Shirley, I, I, <laughs> I, I feel you on that. I, I want to fight every day. Yeah, I, that's why Sunday is so important to us because I don't want to hear nothing else. Oh, they possibly can win the East it's over the Eagles. Get out! Here with that nonsense, they ain't doing <laughs> nothing over the Eagles, but but looking at our dust from behind. That's all they're going to continue to do is know. look at us from behind because that's where they belong at under our feet. They ain't now, nothing but the enemy, enemy number one. Oh, I can't stand them. Cheryl, I'm looking down at my phone right now, and it's a text from San Jose, California. It's from Keith Jones, and it says, can you ask Cheryl to give me one? I love that man, too. I miss him so much. Um, I get this. Happy belated birthday, Rhea. Oh, my goodness. I love you all. Happy New Year's, everyone. Please give me one. be good, be kind to your family, your loved ones. Let's do this first. On Sunday, we need this win. It's very important. Love you too, Cheryl. She's a riot, man. Cheryl's such a great love person. It, great love, person. Love it, love it, love it. All right. As we continue, and we uh, we are now up to our top five. Mm. Joe Conklin's top five of the calendar year. 
So uh, his executive producer, Kyle Quinn, who's engineering this fine morning show in for Joe Weck this morning. So, Kyle, to recap, number 10 was Hey Philly, yes. which was the uh, Conklin song just about all things Philly, apparently. Everything's great in Philly. <laughs> number nine was Doc Rivers just be talking down to everybody, including at a drive-thru. Is that correct? Yes. Uh, number eight was the voicemail of Carson Wentz. Correct. Number seven, now this I thought was top three. It was a Joel Embiid wedding promo. Yes. How he can come to your wedding. He hosts weddings. He hosts weddings. And number six was uh, what happened behind the scenes when Angelo did play-by-play with Fransky in L.A. in the booth of the Phillies earlier this year. Yes. All right. So uh, I should start this by saying, you know, when you're putting all of these together, you you sort of tend to fall in love with them, and they all become your babies, and it really becomes tough to not, you know, put a definitive top ten list together. So I wanted to sort I should say that this is more like a 5A and 5B. Okay. You know what I mean? Sure. So I, I wanted to sort of – Put a good mix in of, you know, all four sports and uh, and some music and stuff like that, positive, negative stuff. So uh, I wanted to round out the top five list today. Coming in at number five, this is going to be another song. It's another happy song. But uh, this one is about Philadelphia's favorite quarterback. Let's take a listen. So far this season, it's been the Jalen Hurts Show. Jalen Hurts is so exciting. Looks like he's having so much fun, yeah. When he runs, it's like lightning. 35-40, 45-50. Best part is that he's still so young. Too good to be true. That's me, Mike. There's nothing he can do. Put this team right on your back, baby. Let's see what you can do. Come on and show us now. Hurts so good. good. No more maybe. Hurts is real damn good. Everyone loves them. Just Just like like we should. Cause baby. Hurts so good. Hurts. He's going deep. He's got Quez Watkins. Plays he's making are unreal. Hurts' performance ranks among the best Eagle quarterback performances ever. Sign him now to a long deal. Keep the guy around long, long time. <laughs> Staying in green where he belongs. Yeah. Hurts walks into the end zone for a touchdown. Hurts so good. Elmore maybe Hurts is real damn, damn good. good. Everyone loves him. Just like we should, cause baby, hearts so good. Ah, uh, another uh, brilliant one by Joe Conklin right there, JoeConklin.com. Kyle picking between his, uh, trying to pick between his children, which is an impossible job yeah, to do. It's, it's tough. So that was number five, and the next one, which you'll we'll hear in the seven o'clock hour, will really be four, but for Kyle, it's five A. So the Jalen Hurts song is number five on Joe Conklin's top five of the calendar year. 215-592-9494. I apologize. I see everybody on hold. Uh, John Stolness is under the weather, so he will not be joining us at the top of the hour. So we're going to run through your calls. But there's a piece of audio that everybody needs to hear coming up. There is now, we we know how the national media loves to prop up one franchise and really poo-poo the Eagles a lot of the time. Now the NFL Network is doing it. A former professional athlete a former football player is proclaiming the eagles are going to be one and done wait till you hear this coming up it's 658 